Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Chaffet, along with Artemis Broward. We're coming to you this week with episode 137. Artie. Yes, sir. How are we doing? What are you doing? Eight-year-old brother. Yeah, yeah, we got a, uh, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing, I'm doing great. It's T-minus, uh, was it four days, I think? Three or four days until my 28th birthday. You old ass, man. Uh, yes, Izzy, I am an old person. I'm about to turn 28. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm excited. Excited to be here on this podcast with you guys. Excited to um, turn another chapter in my life. So everything's good on, on, on this front. Awesome. Awesome. Good, good to hear that. I am glad to be doing this again. I don't know. I feel energized today. I don't know why. Um, a lot, a lot of good vibes, Artie. Yeah. Good, good vibes are going on right here. I don't know. I, I, I now realizing I should have probably worn a different shirt on the stream. I, I look like I'm kind of like all over the place, but oh well. <laughs> uh, we're we're new to this YouTube thing. Yeah. And most of you are probably listening. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to see my ugly mug. Uh, but while I'm talking about it, if you're not already subscribed. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do that right now. Pull over your car. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. I guarantee you're you're gonna you're gonna have a good time. I, I get texts from other people saying, "Hey, like it's actually funny to see y'all talk." Um, they say Artie's funny looking. So yeah, that take take that as as you want, Artie. I'm sure that's what they say. I'm sure <laughs> that's most definitely what they say. But Artie, number thirty-seven. Yeah. You got one for me? I absolutely have a number 37 for you. This number 37 is near and dear to my heart um, because when I played football, I played the safety position, and this guy was one of the main reasons why I wanted to play that position in the first place. guy by the name of Rodney Harrison, a longtime New England Patriot and San Diego Charger, um, one of the all-time greats of his generation, uh, played from 1994 to 2008. Um, you know, pick five, pick 145, not pick five, but pick 145, round five to the San Diego Chargers. Uh, he was a two-time pro bowler, two-time all-pro Super Bowl champion with the Patriots, 34 interceptions in his career, 15 forced fumbles, two defensive touchdowns. You know, when you think about the Rodney Harrisons, Detroit Palomalus, Deshaun Taylors, like growing up, these are the guys that I wanted to emulate and be like, and they are the reason that I, I love defense more than I love offense. So uh, shout out to Rodney Harrison. That's my 37 for the week. For sure. Okay. That's a good one. Artie, uh, my number 37, another one near and dear to my heart. I feel like I've been on a stretch of hockey players and I don't know. Maybe so you do hockey players, man. You, you'll sprinkle a baseball player in there every now and then, but it's just straight hockey. I mean, I love it. It's, it's honestly out outside of college football. It's my favorite sport. Like outside. And honestly, Outside of ECU football, I would rather watch hockey than college football. I'm don't shoot the messenger. That is that is just that is me. I, yeah. I love the sport. I think it's very entertaining. So mine, my number thirty-seven. Uh, he actually he had two goals the other night. Somebody by the name of Andre Svechnikov, Mister Svechnikov. Artie, you don't know nothing about that. Come it's a, on, it's I a know, deep cut. Second overall pick for the Hurricanes back in uh back in the 2018 draft. Funny enough, the Hurricanes have the number two and number three picks from that draft on their team right now. 
Um, played over. He's played in 339 games, has 110 goals, 148 assists. Hey, I mean, he's he's becoming a, a true power forward in, in the NHL, and he, he's becoming somebody that teams have a hard time playing against. He's very physical. Um, so, yeah, I, I love seeing him out there, and hopefully this year uh, this year he'll, he'll get himself a ring. I mean, he just signed an a eight-year ticket to stay with the Hurricanes, eight years, $7 million a year. I mean, that's that, that's not that's not chump change, Artie. Would you take that? I would absolutely take that in a heartbeat. So a lot more than I'm making right now. So, Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I, Artie, uh, we talked about what you're doing this weekend a little bit. Well, you're having a, a birthday celebration this weekend. Last weekend, you and I got together. Uh, we, we hung out. I want to talk a little bit about our weekends this weekend. Uh, Artie? Let's talk about let's talk about the golf simulator first. No, <laughs> let's not talk about the golf simulator. <laughs> Artie, let's not talk about this golf simulator. Tell tell the people what happened. Well, first first and foremost, poor Charles. I just poor I just, Charles. My, Charles, my, my guy. Is, uh, to Charles, I don't know his last name. Uh, uh-huh. Real nice guy. We go into this golf simulator. Jared and John. Uh, that's our that's our other friend, uh, John Torres. Could be a friend of the podcast, but he doesn't. He never listens. But that's okay. That's a story for another day. He, he doesn't know sports. Exactly. Exactly. They take me out this past Monday. Um, day's going real good. We hit up Natty Green, get some beers, get some food. Everything's going fine. We end up going to this golf simulator um, here in Greensboro, and you know we didn't have a bay reserved, but we ended up you know being able to get into that last bay at the very end. And Charles. Really nice guy is in here with his clubs. I did not know that they were they were his. He, clubs. he doesn't even work for the place. He's just yeah, like, I, I, he's I just there. The I legit thought he worked for the place, and I thought he was giving us a set of clubs that were associated with the business. Come to find out, they were his personal clubs. I gotta say, I like that driver, Artie. It was a very nice driver. It was a very nice driver, and to be honest, it I felt good in my hands. Of, all three of us were, were were teeing off on this on this driver i mean one of us was teeing off on on the driver well one was tell them about it tell them about it what were those numbers what your drives yeah come on you were hitting like 125 150 shut the fuck up sorry (laughs) now i gotta do i'm I'm gonna have to do 10 push-ups i I gave up cursing for Lynn. you know it it was it was something cute it was nice but the reason why we bring this story up is because I ultimately broke this man's driver. I went for a swing. I don't know how I did it. I, I guess I hit the top of it. I literally, I've, I swear to God, I've never oh. seen it in my life. I've never seen anybody break a driver like this. I've never personally broken the club. I'm terrible at golf. I'm you are. bad yes. at golf. And I have never been bad enough to where I've broken a club. So I break this man's club and – you Jared, just you can finish the story because I still feel bad. I feel terrible, honestly. I feel absolutely awful. I think I need to go buy Charles another another driver, even though he said not to. I just yeah. So yeah, yeah I broke a man's driver. So Charles, so we're sitting there. Charles doesn't even work at the place. The owners went out for like they had to go do some business meeting, and they <laughs> left Charles in charge. Charles doesn't work there. He's just a member of this of this indoor golf simulator and so by happenstance here's three guys that walk in and say hey we don't have any plans we don't have any reservation can we get can we just get in we didn't bring any clubs do you have any clubs we can borrow charles goes yes like already said borrow my clubs well 
finally the owners come back and we're, we're getting into the swing of things and <laughs> Charles is sitting behind us eating his like lunch dinner that the, that, that's all he got paid. That is all Charles got paid for watching three knuckleheads walk into the golf simulator and goof around. Well, your boy was hitting 300 yard drives already. Not a big deal. Uh, where are you? Oh man, I remember that. It's crazy. Yeah, come on now. Um, and then Charles is just sitting there watching us, minding his own business, having a good old time. All of a sudden, Artie comes up. It's we're probably on the fifth hole. Yeah. And Artie swings, and it makes a weird sound, and you see something flying off into the simulator. And I'm, I'm like, huh. And I look at John. John looks at me. Artie looks at me. Artie looks at John. John looks at Artie. We all look at each other, and we're all like, uh, did that really just happen? We all noticed what happened. Right. Charles is still sitting behind us watching this whole thing, and he just goes, is that my club? <laughs> and Artie and I, nearly, it was the most awkward situation that I've ever been in because this man let us borrow his clubs, and Artie broke it. I, I've been in awkward situations like that before, but never me being the culprit, like me being responsible for the awkward situation. So that, yeah, that was, that takes the cake on any awkward situation I've ever been in, in my life. It was Holy little, crap. Yeah. I, already, yeah. I, I gave the man 20 bucks. I tried to give him $27. That's all I had cash. Yeah. That's the only cash I had on me. I gave him $27. He gave me $7 back. Tough negotiator there, but um, yeah, already broke this man's club. Shout out, Charles. Shout out, Charles. Yeah. You're, you're a real one. Um, but Artie, before that, over the weekend, we had a blast this weekend. I so I went to Raleigh. Yep. I go to the stadium series game. Talk about it. In Carter Finley Stadium. Okay. Carter Finley Stadium, home of those wolf puppies. And uh Artie, let's just say the the I love my hurricanes, but there's a lot going on for, for that NC State. The NC State school, that school in Raleigh. And you know, I mean, you get a couple drinks in me. I can't, I can't help myself. And uh yeah, I, I talk I talk my junk. Once again, I gave up cursing for Lent. So I'm, I'm trying my best, y'all. I, I talk my junk and I piss off this family of NC State fans sitting three rows in front of me <laughs> as I am booing during their alma mater, during their fight song. Because I don't want to hear it. Who wants to hear that crap? Artie, I don't. And they they keep, this guy just keeps going, L, L. And I'm like, in front, in front of his face. And finally, like, I'm just screaming at this guy, yelling at this guy. And the, the lady in front of me turns around out of nowhere and is like, can you stop screaming in my ear? And I was, or can you turn it down? Anybody that knows me knows that if you ask me to turn it down, I'm going to turn it up to 11. I am that dude. Got, I, I start screaming some more. She goes, turns around again. Well, I'm a Duke fan. Lady, nobody asked you. And I told her that. My, uh, my hatred for NC State caused uh, uh, Karen to move six seats down to try to be away from me. She moved her, her teenage kids in front of me, which was a terrible idea, Karen. And nobody cares that you went to Duke, okay? So, 
Screw Duke. Screw NC State. Chapel Hill. You're going to get screwed this weekend. All right. Artie, let's get into the, the Boneyard podcast. Let's get into this thing. Let's what a it. weekend. Yeah. What a weekend we had. But also what a weekend that this ECU baseball team had, man. I mean, this team, to outscore an opponent, I don't care who the opponent is, to outscore an opponent 43-13, to 13, that is, I mean, that, that's an ass whooping. Is, is ass cursing? Or do we count that? Is he? Is he? Is he? Is that? Is that a? Is that a curse word? I don't know if I'd say it's a curse word. I think you're good. I'm good. I already have to do ten push-ups. <laughs> I think you're good. I'm good. Okay. But no, Ready? you're right. It was, it, it was an asshole. Like it, there's just no, there's no if ands or buts about it. Like forty-three to thirteen is an absolute asshole of the greatest order. The bats were swinging this past weekend, and they did exactly what we wanted them to do. I mean, granted, yes, it's George Washington. It's the Colonials. We get all of that. But these are the kind of things you have to do against that kind of competition. You have to come out. You have to, you know, flex your muscles. You have to, you know, let everybody know, okay, we have this number 11 ranking for a reason because we are really like that. So, you know, absolutely phenomenal way to start the season, starting out 3-0 and with a sweep. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I mean – Starting out the weekend on a sweep or starting out the season on a sweep, that, that's always good. And, already, I, I just – I got to make the pun. I mean, beating George Washington on his birthday, President's <laughs> Day weekend. How fitting. That's great. I, I didn't even put that together. That's that's a nice little tie-in there. I like that. President's Day weekend, George Washington's birthday. That's nice. Okay. Look at you, Jared. Look at me being a historian. Right. Um, yeah, so I mean, very hot start. I mean, had their way with them. Uh, Justin Wilcoxon, ten for fourteen, uh, had three doubles, two home runs, eight RBI, and scored nine, nine <laughs> runs. Artie. Yeah. I mean, George Washington, the school, not the president, scored a total of thirteen. That's only four more. Than Justin Wilcoxon himself. Yeah. I may have gone to ECU already, but I can still do math. That I like that math. Um, your your thoughts on the weekend. It looked like, I mean, from what I could see, I mean, granted, Saturday kind of threw a wrench into it with with the doubleheader since I was uh imbibing a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get to watch Saturday. That that was that was tough. But it looked like the energy was there. Um, the fans were there. It, it looked like everybody was having a blast. Well, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought it was great. It looked great, you know. And and we looked like a team. We looked like the team that that everybody thinks that we are, right? And and you know, with um, you know Justin Wilcox doing his thing, you know Jacob Jenkins Cowherd obviously doing his thing, Jacob Starling doing his thing. Like the bats were absolutely hitting. And, you know, that final game, putting up 23 in that final game, which is the most runs we've scored, you know, since beating Delaware State in 2011, um, you know, just absolutely the, the offense looks great. Um, pitching, you know, you, you can you can tell them it, it needs a little bit of work, um, but we'll get there with, with, with our bullpen. We'll get there with our pitching throughout the season. Um, but, you know, again, granted, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt because it is George Washington, right? We're going to play much better competition. We're really going to see what we're, what we're about this weekend, when we go up against Carolina, 
but you know, this is how you want to start your season. Like you want to go out and start with a 3-0, start with a sweep, play this kind of, you know, play this kind of baseball heading into what's going to be a tough stretch um, before conference. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you, you drop a tough one on Tuesday night Yeah, against Campbell, the, the camels. Um, I mean, that's a tough one, but look, Campbell is a is a good team. They're they're a top thirty team, and nobody nobody is going fifty six and zero in college baseball. Nobody. Right. You have to go on the road. I mean, it, it's a tough environment to play in. You're used. You're you've been amped up for the whole weekend. You may be looking ahead. I don't want to say you're looking ahead, but I mean, plus it's the first it's the first midweek game of the season. Those games are usually bullpen days, and and just try to get through it. Anybody can win. That's when you start to see the the big upsets, or, yeah. or the upsets, uh, or in those midweek games. I mean, and that, that's what happened. I mean, ECU honestly did not play their best game. Neither did Campbell. It yeah. it was a sloppy game all around, in in my opinion. Um, a lot of hit batman, hit batsmen, a lot of walks. Um, there. I mean, ECU scored three runs on on a fielding error. A, a drop fly ball, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, to center field. Um, I mean, ECU scored runs that way. I mean, it, it was just a sloppy game. You got to be able to kind of dust yourself off, come back, and, and be ready to, to play this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, I would absolutely agree. I mean, just like you said, it's just a mess. Just, just a sloppy performance. And like you said, on both sides, seven walks, Six Campbell batters that, that that we hit. I mean, when you play a game like that, obviously you're probably not gonna gonna win those games. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just you know not up to our standards. But again, I don't think we were looking ahead. I kind of just think it just wasn't our day <laughs> on, on Tuesday. I really, I really just feel like coming off the high of of, of sweeping George Washington the way we did, um, it just wasn't our day on Tuesday. But you know, we got to turn around quickly because we know what's ahead of us. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's not the end of the world. You know, we're gonna we're gonna drop some games. That's that's gonna happen. You're not gonna win them all. Um, but the fact that we were still in that game playing as sloppy as we did, took it to extras and still had a chance to win that game. That shows me more, um, than it, than, than it does with, with, you know, us taking that loss. So I'm not worried about it. I think we'll be fine. Um, just gotta, like I said, that bullpen and that pitching has gotta, gotta, gotta get a little better. Cause I think we've, um, I think what three out of four games we've allowed a run in the, in the first inning, uh, so far this season. So, I mean, that's, that's, you know, we gotta, can't be playing from behind. Gotta shore that up going forward. Yeah, and I, I think that comes with, with time. And um, one thing to look look at this weekend, uh, Carter Spivey is not listed as the Friday night starter right now. Um, oh, wow. Coach Godwin said that he felt a little sore earlier this week. Um, Trey, Trey you Savage, I believe, is going to fill into that Friday night role. Saturday is, uh, is to be determined or to be announced. Uh, maybe a, a spot for Carter Spivey. Might be a spot where we see uh, Garrett Saylor come in and, and pitch on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, just keep an eye on that. Um, but if, if ECU can take it to to the Tar Heels this weekend and come out with two wins, I, I, I think we're looking at a successful first week and a half of, yep. of the season. Um, one that we I think we would all take um, to start the season. If you start the season, uh, what would that be? What's that? Five and two. Five and two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, against I mean two teams that are in the top thirty in the country. Um, yeah, I mean I, I'm taking that all day long. And look, I mean Carolina didn't look great 
last weekend. I mean, they lost, they dropped one to Seton Hall and played a close one again on Sunday, uh, winning that one 4 2. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not where, where they're not going to get beat. I mean, they're, they're beatable. And this ECU team, if they play the right way, they're going to, they're going to come out on the, on the right side. At least we hope. Yep. But uh, Artie, a team that is coming up, coming out on the right side of things. ECU women's basketball. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. What? What a performance. Coaching performance, a team performance. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I can't be more proud of, of these women. Yeah. Um, I mean, Coach, McNe- Coach McNeil, um, I mean, has really solidified. If she doesn't win, if she doesn't win Coach of the Year this year, we riot. I was just about to say that. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. She has to win Coach of the Year. This she has to finish last. Dead last. She has to win Coach of the Year. They got 19 votes in the in the poll or in the, in the preseason media poll. That was dead last. The team ahead of them almost had double the votes. Everybody voted for them to be last. Mm-hmm. And they came out, and they're going to be the two seed in, in the American Athletic Conference tournament after a thrilling win in triple overtime against Houston. Yeah. I mean, already, this, this is great. I, I love to see it. And hopefully this will – Hopefully this will lead into better performance on the men's side because these women they're they're kicking they're kicking tail. Um, very very excited for them, and who knows, we might be talking about a team that that's going dancing very soon. Yeah, I mean twentieth win in a season for the first time since 2014, 2015. You know, knock off Houston in triple overtime just you know just the other day. Um, yeah, Coach Kim is going to win Coach of the Year. I don't. I mean, the, whoever's second shouldn't even be close. She's got to win Coach of the Year. And you know, do you think this team gets gets dancing? I mean, do you do you think they can get to the big dance? I I think it's going to take. They don't. I don't think they have to necessarily win the tournament. They got to perform well but, in the tournament. I, I do know. But that. they got to perform well in the tournament. Yeah, close yeah, to the championship I, I, game, semifinals, something like that. I, I think if they make it at least to the semifinals, they have a very good chance. But if they make it to the finals. And lose to a USF team. Uh, I mean, I, I would put them in if they can make it to the finals and play USF. I, th- I think that's. I mean, USF, in my opinion, is is probably close to a top fifteen team. I, I know they last time I checked, I think they were sitting at twenty three. Um, mm-hmm. they, they seem pretty good, but um, I, I think these these Lady Bucks, these Pirates, are uh, are up to the task and. I'm excited to see what what they have to do have to show for it, and I'm excited to see Kim McNeil. She is, yeah. I mean, she's high energy. We talk about being high energy on this podcast already. She's high energy. I, uh, I we're still trying. We're trying to get her on. I, I think that's the collab that all the Pirate Nation needs. Kim McNeil on on the Boneyard yeah. podcast. Um, yeah, we're gonna make it happen eventually. Uh, just the timing needs to work out perfectly for both sides. Yeah. But, Artie, anything else on, on these women? I mean – Yeah, I was, uh, I was just going to say, they're in the perfect spot. 
honestly, because they're a good team with nothing to lose. I mean, everybody had them, like like we said, finishing last. Nobody really expected them to come out and do anything. And they are playing with all the momentum on their side. They're playing great basketball right now. And they got nothing to lose. Like, they're just playing with house money. So that's what makes them so dangerous. That's really why I believe they can make a legitimate run, because they're playing loose. They're playing fun. They're playing smart. And they got an excellent coach kind of leading the charge so i'm just excited to see what they can do and uh let's go dancing let's 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 carry this momentum in, in, into the dance that's all i got to say yeah for sure i mean somebody tune up the band let's go dancing uh I, i'm beyond excited for it but already uh a team that's not going to be dancing this year is the men's team but what a night do we have on hand this weekend yes east carolina university is going to play host so the number one team in the country in men's basketball for the first time in history, as far as I know. I mean, I, I don't think right. that ECU has ever hosted a number one team in the country in, in basketball. I don't think they've ever done it in football either. Um, but number one, Houston, coming into Greenville, coming into Minji's Coliseum. The Maniacs are going to be going absolutely bananas. Artie. Houston Yo. 20 is Houston is 26 and 2. The Pirates are 14 and 13. Uh I mean, look. The the matchup predictor, the FPI on, on ESPN's app is giving East Carolina a 1.9% chance <laughs> of winning. And to that I say, so you're telling me there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Look, this is a this is a, a program that knocked off a number 5 Houston team just a couple years ago. Look, with that being said, this is nobody on that team is on this team anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a couple stragglers, but if so, I'm drawing a blank on who they are. Yeah. But I mean, this is this is a true test, and Minji's is going to be rocking. Is there any chance, other than the 1.9 percent uh, chance, according to ESPN analytics? that East Carolina upsets the Cougars? Well, it, it's got to be a perfect storm. If, if ECU has to play the best basketball they can possibly play, and Houston has to play bad. Like, it's it's not a, it's not a situation where Houston plays good and ECU plays great and ECU pulls an upset. No, no, no. Houston has to play bad and ECU has to play great in, in, order, for, in order for an upset to happen. That's really the only way this is going to happen. But – there is a chance. It's not going to happen. I'm just going. I'm going to go ahead and put it out here, people. Show up to this game. It's is he clip this for when it does happen? It's clip it for when it does happen. One team in the country coming to Minji's Coliseum. Please, for the love of God, this is why you come to schools. This is why. This is why you go to D1 schools. Show up to this game. I don't care if ECU loses by forty or fifty. Just show up to the game. This is this big time. Obviously, the best team that's ever come into Minji's. Um, so please just show up and support. It's not like, you know, we, we have some 5-20 and 20 basketball team either, all right? I mean, we're 14-13. and 13. We still are a game over 500. We're not god-awful. So, you know, it's not like, you know, this is just, you know, David versus Goliath in, in that sense where we're just a really terrible basketball team. That's really not the case. But um, as far as pulling off the upset, I don't personally see it. But, you know, I'm an ECU Pirate, so obviously I, I would love to see it. Yeah, I'm trying to find if there's a spread on this game. Um, to tell the people what it is, but uh, already let's talk about coach coach Schwartz for a second. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a, a guy that came in 
I mean, he was leading a top a top five team in the country. He was an assistant on, on a top five team in the country. Comes into comes into ECU, a program that struggled. I mean, since pretty much the beginning of time, um, in basketball, and he, he, he's. I'm not saying he's turned the program around, but to go 14 and 13 so far in, in his first year, yep. I'll, I'll take I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely take it. I mean, I think we got three games left with Houston being one of them, um, with Tulane and UCF, I believe. Uh, after that, and I absolutely believe that we can win one of these these last three. And I think that we can finish the season at 15 to 15, right at 500, which to me, that's a successful season in his first year, you know, new regime, new coaching staff, a lot of player turnover in this program in the last year or two. Um, so honestly going 500 in a pretty good basketball conference, at least, at least a top heavy basketball conference. I don't think it's really that bad. I, I think that's kind of a success and we'll see if he can build off that momentum. So yeah, I, I think all the pirate nations should kind of be a little excited with what Schwartz is kind of building and brewing with this program because if this is as bad as it gets being 500 is as bad as it gets. And I'm excited to see what the future is going to be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think, I think that the future is bright in, in Greenville for, for uh, this basketball team. I mean, and like I said, I, I think that this team is, is going to look at, look at the ladies, their counterparts and say, look at what they're doing. Look at the excitement that is being built yep. by the team that plays in the same stadium that we play in. People are excited to come to the come to those games. People are going to the women's games and, and interacting because they're exciting. They're a team that wins. Let's provide that. And Artie, this recruiting class that Mike Schwartz has put together for this next year, mm-hmm. the best recruiting class ECU's ever had in basketball. Yeah. Not to mention the recruiting class, uh, just a quick shout out, the recruiting class over on the other side in football, guess what? Best recruiting class in ECU history. These, we're, we're seeing a momentum shift in the conference. We're seeing a momentum shift at the university. Kids want to come play at East Carolina University. Yeah. Look, we got this stud, Izzy Marinelli, that wanted to come play at, play at East Carolina. <laughs> Facts. Mm-hmm. Go, go buy go buy her shirt. Go, <laughs> that 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 is that that's how uh, I got her to agree to come on the podcast. I told her I pit <laughs> I would pitch her shirt, plug her shirt every once in a while. But uh, already, yeah, I, I can't even find a line. They it's probably Houston. If I had to set it, uh-huh. uh huh. If I had to set a spread, I would say. Houston minus 38. Okay. Okay. If you had to to give a final score, what what would a final score be? All right. Let me preface this by saying go to the game and enjoy it. Be loud. Get absolutely insane. The game's on ESPN2. It's not on ESPN+. Plus. It's on ESPN2. It's a nationally televised game. Go, be loud, show them what pirates are really about. Um, without all that being said, uh, Houston, eighty-five, ECU, fifty-nine. Wow, you almost had the exact same score I was thinking. 
because I had 85-60 in my head. I had I had Houston 85, ECU 60. I think they keep it keep it close in the, in the first half. They might go down, you know, maybe 10-12 in the first half, maybe keep it a little close, that, and then I think Houston will take it in the second half. That's been East Carolina's problem all year long. They can't put together a full game of basketball. Yeah. For whatever reason, they play – they'll have a decent half, and then the second half is terrible. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they come out with a lot of juice and and take a you know a first quarter lead going into the second quarter. That that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me at all. So, oh no, they don't have quarters. They have halves. I'm sorry. It's, it's yeah. It's uh, <laughs> women now the women have quarters. It, it is confusing, yeah. but uh, yeah, Artie, this might be. I mean, this might be a, a big upset happening in in, in Greenville. I, look, not to mention Stanford Steve. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, going to be in town. We'll be in town this weekend. Yep, he will be in town. There's a lot of buzz in Greenville this weekend. You got the number one team coming into town. You got Carolina playing us in baseball. There's a lot of buzz in Greenville. It's a good weekend to be in Greenville, North Carolina. Good weekend. For sure, Artie. Uh, now, Artie, I, w- I want to talk to you about uh, next year. We're going to look ahead real quick. Uh, ECU's football schedule for, for 2023 was dropped earlier this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it's still a tough schedule, right? I mean, yeah, you don't have Houston. You don't have Cincinnati. You don't have UCF on it. But with some of the schools you do add, they're still a tough out. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've got to go some, you got to go to some hard places to play. Uh, none harder than, you know, the big house up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Artie, um, let, let's walk through this schedule real quick. Let's do it. You start off, you start off the season, uh, Labor Day weekend, like I said, in uh, in Ann Arbor at Wolverine or at Michigan Stadium against uh, the University of Michigan. I mean, Artie, that's – I know you – I know – take off your Michigan hat. Take off your ECU hat. What does this mean for for ECU's program as a whole to go up there and, and play a game in, in a stadium that has that much history against yeah. a team that has that much history? Well, it's it's enormous. It's enormous. And if you ever want to have any kind of relevancy and any kind of respect as a program and build your program up the right way, you have to be able to schedule these kind of non-conference with the big boys, your Michigans, your Ohio State, your Alabamas, your Texas, your Oklahomas, your USC's. You have to schedule these non-conference games. It brings the school a lot of money because we're going we're going to be making some money going up to Ann Arbor. We really are. Um, and you get that notoriety. You get that kind of, you know, spotlight, that national spotlight of people maybe in the Midwest, people out in the West Coast that have no idea what an ECU pirate is. They're going to be able to finally see us and recognize us and kind of see what our school is all about. So it's it's enormous. It's absolutely huge. I love it for this programs, you know, if I'm being biased, which I am, I do think it's probably the biggest game in program history um, just because of the setting and who they're playing. Now, we've played plenty of big-time competition before, and I'll take an argument on that. But me just being biased, I think it is the biggest game in program history. Um, I think it would no undoubtedly be the biggest question if Michigan was defending a national champion and we were going up there um, in program history. But um, it, it's just enormous for this program, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um... I think I still got to go ahead to to be able to go to that game. So uh, here's hey. hoping, um, yes. you know, with with a wife that will or with 
us having at that time, I guess, would be a four month old baby. Yeah. Um, you let me know when you're trying to get your tickets. I'm trying to get mine within the next couple of months, within the next two months. I'm trying to get already. Mine. I'm hoping that you and I won't be needing tickets. I'll just say that. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but um, we'll have to hear back very soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, September. All right, already next. Marshall coming back yeah. to Greenville. Uh, I mean, we always talk about this game being a game, uh, a rivalry built out of love. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of history between these programs. Um, always exciting to see the Thundering Herd come to town. Uh, maybe this time they won't blow a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter um, b- just because ECU hopefully will blow them out this year. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't say any better. This is a pure gentleman's rivalry. Uh, a lot of love and respect for Marshall, and it's going to be a good game. Every time we play Marshall, it feels like it's a good game. So it's going to be a good one. Yeah, and then uh, the next weekend, another Sun Belt mm-hmm. team. Um, you see, goes on the road and plays in a glorified high school stadium <laughs> at App State. Um, look, I know it's pretty. It's pretty. It's, it's beautiful. Kid Brewer is a beautiful stadium. It's pretty. Great place to watch a football game. It. But once again, it's a glorified high school stadium. <laughs> and basically a glorified high school football conference. Um, yeah, and then you you have your uh, kind of your ramp-up week against Gardner-Webb. Look, Gardner-Webb's not, not a um, – I mean, th- that's one of those ones. ECU has to have one where they pay somebody to come in and play. Every school does it. Um It'll, it'll be interesting to see Gardner Webb come in to yeah. Greenville. Um, and then conference play starts, Artie. And conference play gets off to a, kind of a weird start. You start on the road. So, I mean, we're, we're flip-flopping. Um, we're, we're, on, off the, we're on the road, then we're at home, on the road, home, on the road, off week. So, I mean, by week. Mm-hmm. But the first game is against Rice. I mean, at this point, in my opinion, ECU should be looking at being four and one. I'm about to say you could very easily start two and or yeah, two and one after those first three 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 weeks, and then you know with Gardner Webb and and Rice, you absolutely. I mean, I know we got a lot of player turnover, but you, you got to you got to win those two games. One thousand, yeah. we got to win those two. So you got to go into Rice, uh, go into Houston. That hey, at least you're, I mean. You're not having to go into one of the harder places to start conference it's, conference it's play. Just, it's just with Rice, you know. That, that's one of those games you have to like as a player. You have to like self motivate yourself because they're going to be playing in front of like 15 people. So <laughs> you gotta you gotta like self motivate yourself to get up for a game like that. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, you have the bye week, and then uh, you do have a Thursday night game against SMU. Um, that's going to be. That's going to be a big marquee game. But, I mean, two teams that are fighting to become the top dog in, in the American. Mm-hmm. SMU coming into Greenville Thursday night. It's going to, I mean, Greenville is going to be insane that night. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's going to be a good game. I hate that it's going to be a Thursday night, but yeah, uh, that, I mean, the, the students love it. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for it myself, Artie. I would agree. Right. Yeah, blackout for that game. Thursday night. You'll game. be blackout. Yeah, You'll be blackout. Be... You, you said I'll be blackout. 
What'd you, did say? you say? You're getting did you say you're getting blackout for that game? <laughs> you know that's not what I said, Jerry. Oh, I thought that's what you already I, I don't know what you said. Um, I said you gotta go blackout for that game. Like oh, it's yeah. gotta be a blackout game. For sure. Ho- and hopefully we'll have some new black jerseys this year. I, I hate yeah. the ones that we have. Uh they look more gray than black at times. Um and then homecoming. You schedule your new in-state rival for homecoming. Welcome to the American Charlotte. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. Gosh. Not too excited for this one, but it is what it is. And there's a reason you schedule for homecoming already. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, then a tough road, road matchup against a team that, I mean, won their conference last year. UT San Antonio. I mean, you got to go into the Alamo Dome already. This is going to be it's going to be a good one. Uh, weekend right before right before Halloween. Uh, I I wish just once that they would give us a night game the weekend of Halloween. Yeah. Did, well, actually, I feel like they did that recently, didn't they? I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll I, say this. That game outside of going to the big house, that's going to be the toughest environment that we go into all season because those 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 fans show up to the Alamo Dome and San Antonio is going to be able to compete for a conference championship right away. Like they're going to come to the American and be good mm. instantly. They are. They're going to be good instantly. They're, they're going to be good. Who, who are the top teams in, in the American right now? San Antonio is going to compete instantly. I mean, Tulane is going to be there. SMU, East Carolina yeah. and Memphis are still your top four. San Antonio can beat Memphis. San Antonio can beat SMU. San Antonio can probably beat us. Like, I think Tulane's probably the only clear-cut team that might be way better than San Antonio. I don't know how much turnover they got, but I feel like San Antonio's going to come in and compete right away. Tulane also has, like, a top 50 recruiting class this year, so they're, they're going to be good for a while. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Green Wave, we play them the next weekend. So you play on the road at, at San Antonio and then you come home and you got the green wave. Um, so, I mean, that's a hellacious back to back. Yeah. It's a tough little two week stretch. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but then you get to go on the road and play Florida Atlantic. Um, who's the coach there? Is it, yeah. I, outside of that little run that they had with Lane Kiffin when they were in the top 25 for a little bit, I'm not too sure. I'm not, I don't really know what to expect from Florida Atlantic coming in, to be honest with you. I'm trying to see. You oh, you you take a guess. Yeah, because I, I, oh, yeah, okay. I knew, I knew there was a, a interesting tie there. Uh, Tom Herman, former Houston coach, former coach at Texas. Oh, wow. Is, is the head coach at Florida Atlantic. I thought um, he fell off a cliff. I didn't know he was still coaching. Yeah, he's still coaching. He's at Florida Atlantic. Florida oh. Atlantic is the place you go when you're trying to revive your coaching career. Yeah, absolutely. Lane Kiffin did it. Um, I feel like – did Charlie Strong – I feel like Charlie Strong was at Florida Atlantic for a little bit. Go, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, Florida Atlantic's where people go. Um, then they have like one good year, and then they get get hired back because the coaching carousels and, and the coaching uh, trees in college football – they they just reuse the same people, um, but then the following week 
already luckily we got navy this year and they're not coming off of a off of a bye week but this might be a, a new look navy team i mean coach ken not mm-hmm. going to be there this year right um he's no longer with the midshipmen um going to be it's going to be interesting going up there this is a game that i i want no part in visiting already so uh, if you want to go back, you can. I don't want to go back up there. <laughs> yeah, what, what is what, what time of the year is this again? This is this is uh, the week before the week before Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, you can you can miss me with Annapolis, Maryland, in 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 November. Well, that's when we went, and and it was cold. It was it very was cold, cold as shit. Yeah, it was Damn, very very cold. That's another you, ten push-ups. You can miss me with Annapolis, Maryland, in November. I'm I'm good on that. So mm. I'll be watching it from from the you know. The comforts of my home. And then senior day. You got Tulsa, the Golden Hurricane coming into town. Uh Thanksgiving weekend. We haven't played Tulsa in like 10 years. We haven't played Tulsa. Yeah, screwed. Yeah, that Halloween weekend game on the road at Tulsa on a Friday night. And the ultimate, ultimate. Screw job by the refs. Uh, God, I hate that. I hate even thinking about that game. Um, <laughs> so you had it won four times, and the refs just would not let them have it. Yeah. Um, EC is going to take out some frustration on them this year. Look, Tulsa, uh, I think they ended up firing their coach. I'd have to go back and check. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's going to be – I think that they're going to be in a rebuilding year. Um, yeah. Artie, with all that being said, just early prediction, what is ECU's record next year? Way too early season prediction. Um, We got a lot of favorable matchups on the schedule. I will say that we have a lot of matchups that, you know, we have we have like three or four really hard games, but I think there are also eight games on the schedule that I'm like, okay, yeah, we can can win that game. but we also have a lot of player turnover, so I'm just – I don't know. I want to say eight and four. Like, I, like I want to say we can get eight and four. I really do want to say that we can get to that, um, but we'll just have to see. I think the first three weeks of the season are going to really determine that. But I, I, if I had to give a way too early uh, you know, record, I'm going to say eight and four. Yeah, I'm going to say nine and three. Okay. Um, And I think your losses are at – Michigan at UTSA and then possibly to Tulane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the only other game that I could – I mean, SMU is going to be tough. I could see us dropping that one. Um, but on a Thursday night in Dowdy, uh, I think it's going to be a tough environment for SMU to come into. Yeah. Um, and then the other only other one that I can think of really is, is that game at – at App State, um, I mean, in my opinion, it still might be closer to a home game for ECU. Um, look, App State fans show out, but ECU travels well, and that's yeah. that's a place ECU fans have been wanting to go. Do not be surprised if, if half that stadium is purple uh, on September 16th. Okay? I like it. I like it. All right. Or do you have a walk the plank? I do have a walk the plank, and I gotta I gotta pull this up real quick. 
this is actually one that Ashley sent to me um, the other day. And I don't know if you guys heard Randy Scott. I think ESPN's Randy Scott. Um, he oh, was doing yeah. a broadcast the other day, and he foolishly and stupidly said that women's basketball was not a real sport or he was he said something along the lines of, you know, he was reading the highlights. He was like, okay, now let's get to real basketball or get you get to a real sport. He, he said, let's get to actual basketball. Let's get to actual basketball. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to figure out what exactly he said. Yeah. Let's get to actual basketball. Just a completely ignorant and asinine and stupid thing to say. Or it, it was something like, let's get back to the actual game or something like that. I, I yeah, it was, it was not right. It, it it just it should not have ever came out of his mouth. It just kind of shows his ignorance and and that he really shouldn't be covering sports if that's how he really feels. Uh, so Randy Scott walked the damn plank. That's my walk plank in the week. Okay, mine, mine already is the last week. Tiger Woods played in the Genesis Invitational. Um. And he was seen, I think it was on Friday, handing his good friend, very good friend, Justin Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, a pack of tampons. <laughs> Just trying to trying to sneak some tampons <laughs> into his hand as a joke. And look, what I'll say is it, it's probably not the right joke or not the right time to make that joke. But there were so many people up in arms over this these two guys playing golf. If already they might put me in jail if they heard what I said on the golf course. Yeah, yeah, we we we, we both said some questionable things. So so for for these two guys to be playing around, joking around, I get it. But there, what was there's a lot of about though. Do we do we know what the joke was about? Why he was I mean, just, just like here change your tampon like because okay. i think okay. i think jt was was a little pissy that day no hey and i'm not saying any but a lot of people were up in arms about it and i mean to me it, it's one of those things yeah it, it's not a joke you should make especially not right there and not where you know people are watching you all the time because people let's let's be honest people make jokes people tell jokes that they shouldn't tell jokes of i do it i'm guilty of it already I know you're guilty of it. Yes. We can't, like, we're all human. Are, are we not allowed to tell jokes or not allowed to just, like, have fun anymore? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really think that's that bad, honestly. But it's, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not telling Tiger to walk the plank. I'm telling all the people that got so butthurt about it to walk the damn plank. Because let's, right. just, let's just have some fun in life. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Is he? Am, am I off base? I don't know. I mean, I'm. It doesn't affect me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thanks. I mean, if it doesn't affect you, let's just let's just have fun in life. Life's about having fun, Artie. And I've had a lot of fun on this podcast. Absolutely. That was the first time I had heard that story. I didn't even hear that. So that's yeah. That's- and honestly, I don't know how it looked like they zoomed in on a, on this picture. Who this camera must be the best camera that has ever existed mm-hmm. because it's like clear as day. Or do you need to look this up? 
It's clear as day. And it, it almost looks like it was staged because you can see the, the Tampax logo perfectly. Yeah. It's just like, it almost seems like Tampax would have had them do it and it was like a commercial for them. But uh, it, it wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean, look it up. Like the picture, it looks like somebody was maybe like, I don't know. It, it looked like somebody almost uh, stalking them as they're walking down a fairway yeah. and he, he tries to hand it to him. I don't know. Look, I get it. He probably shouldn't make that joke in that, in that moment, but let's have some fun in life. Let's right. not be so uptight. Sorry about it. Once again, Artie had fun. Izzy, always a pleasure. Yes. Always great seeing you. Uh, I didn't mention this at the top of the pod, at the top of the podcast. We're happy to be part of the Variety Sports Podcast Network, Variety Sports Collegiate. Make sure you go follow them on social. Uh, you can you can find all the uh, all all of the great other podcasts that are around. I mean, they've got a college baseball podcast now, put on by I believe an Arkansas and Vanderbilt fan. And look, your boy's going to be making a special appearance here soon. Um, nice. to talk to talk pirate baseball. Um, so yeah, check them out. There, there's some other podcasts. If, if you want to listen to MLB podcast, NFL, we even have an XFL podcast. Go check it out. Um, so yeah, do that. Follow us on YouTube or subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on social. Izzy, I gotta say, doing a great job on social. Thank you so much. Of course. So, <laughs> that's why we brought you on. And, uh, Already, did I miss anything? Probably. Didn't. I don't think you missed anything. I, I I think that was I think that was everything. Hey, if you're gonna be in Charlotte this weekend, Pirate Nation, come holla at your boy. I'll be in Charlotte celebrating my birthday this weekend, and uh, I'm gonna hope to not you know get a little too rowdy, but we're gonna try to turn turn Charlotte out. So now, I'm just reminding you, all of you should be in Greenville, cheering on the Pirates. But if you're not, go but have fun with Artie. Come holla at your boy in Charlotte. All right, Izzy. Any fun plans this weekend? Are you you're going to the baseball games, right? Uh, the baseball games? Baseball, basketball. Yeah. And definitely the basketball game too. Awesome. Get rowdy. Take as many videos as you can. Okay. And, and post them up there on, on on the Boneyard podcast. Uh but already say the damn thing. Hey, Power Nation, we love you. As always, wash your hands, wash your butts. Deuce. Peace.